0: I was fully dreading coming to this wedding. Until you showed up. Could I get a cranberry juice with ice? And vodka. When I first saw you, I thought that we should have sex in the coat closet.
2: (laughs) Yeah?
3: (laughs) Wait, hold on. I am kind of in a weird place. Yeah, you're in a beach club coat closet. <laughs> Do you think that we, we could just talk for a minute? <sighs> Romantic humiliations. It's my specialty. I don't care. The first person to ever go down on me.
0: We are Just gonna steamroll right on through.
3: I came in my own eye.
0: Okay, go on.
3: I've had too many girlfriends over the past couple years. I can't figure it out.
0: Yeah, we've all been there. Tell me. What?
3: I'll give you some of this pie if you tell me more about your past.
0: It's not like I don't come with my own complications. We're engaged. Oh! <laughs>
3: Wait, you were engaged? It lasted 13 days. Impressive. That is
0: incredibly insulting. Can I see what you mean. Will you walk me to the train station? I actually have class. No, you don't. I like this chick. She's really hot. I know.
3: Just wish I would have ended things more gracefully.
0: You ever see her again? This would never work. You are someone who cannot be counted on. You've run out on every guy
3: you've ever been with. I'm a mess and I don't have any answers. But maybe you and I could figure it out together.
0: Usually I feel so alone in my memories, but it's different with you.
3: I'm happy to tell you a few more embarrassing stories about my love life.
0: Well, I promise not to laugh. Bullshit. I promise not to laugh much. Hey
1: folks, welcome to a special episode of The Projection Booth. I'm your host, Mike White. On this episode, I'm talking with Peter Hutchings. He is the director of the new film, Which Brings Me to You. It's opening in the U.S. on January 19th, 2024. It is a delightful romantic comedy, and you don't see too many delightful ones. At least I don't. I had a lot of fun watching this one, and I had a great time talking with Mr. Hutchings. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the interview. Can you tell me a little bit about your background and how you got involved in filmmaking? It was a little bit of an inescapable
2: one for me because my parents were in the industry. They were both on the original crew of Sesame Street and my dad's a photographer. And so I grew up in that environment and obviously love movies like everyone else. But at a certain point, thought this could be something that I could actually do with my life. So I started going down that road, then I pivoted to academia and I ended up actually going far in that I got a PhD in literature and while I was working on my dissertation I it was an opportunity to to work as an assistant to Bruce Beresford the great director who did Driving Miss Daisy and Tender Mercies and I just fell back in love with filmmaking and the rest is history
1: yeah how do you choose your projects I want something that's
2: going to be entertaining that's going to be The type of movie that I would want to see that, and specifically the type of movie that I would want to see more than once. I try and find what's that alchemy, but it could be all different genres, but what are the movies that I go to and revisit again and again? Those are the types of movies that I get excited about making. Obviously I've done a bunch of romantic comedies now, and I love that genre. I love kind of playing in that sandbox. They're different parts. There's a bit of a spectrum within the romantic comedy genre. And Which Brings Me to You is, is quite different from The Hating Game. These two movies I've done back-to-back. It has to have characters that where I'm drawn in by them. And I'm invested in whatever journey that they're going on. I love great dialogue. And then it has to connect with me thematically. There has to be something that the story is saying that I think is... Meaningful to me and, and something that I want to, that I feel good about putting out in the world. How did you come to start working with Lucy Hale? So when I came on board the hating game, the literally the first day I told the producers, Lizzie Hales, who I'd, I'd love to have in the lead on this, I'd actually spoken with her. I had met with her on it for a different project. Some years ago, we had, there was a little bit of familiarity there. But we sent the script to her for the Hating game. And a week later, she and I met. She was on board. It just it was a dream in that, which I think can happen when you just know how right somebody is for a role. And then you, you hope that they're going to see it the same way as you do. And so we just had a wonderful time working on on that. And when we finished the Hating game, we were like, what's next? We wanted to do something together again. And this project came along, I'd been following it for some years. It was set up somewhere else. And when it became available, we jumped on it with the production company that produced the hating game, BCDF pictures, they optioned it. I came on board and we sent it to Lucy and a week later, she and I were talking and she was on board, but also went really smoothly.
1: She loved it as much as I end. How similar to what we see. It was the script when you originally got it. Keith Bionin, who wrote the original screenplay, did such a wonderful job.
2: It's really beautiful and obviously had resonated with lots of different people over the years. We definitely, we updated it for our time. I did a pass. I always, it's important to me to to do what's called a director's pass on a script. It's important for me to, I wouldn't say make it my own, but put it into Make sure that I'm, that I have a vision for every scene and every moment that I know how this is going to happen and that it's, everything feels coherent and part of a cohesive tone and feel and story. And then when Lucy and Nat came on, the three of us spent a lot of time in pre-production workshopping the script because I wanted for both of them to really know these characters inside and out and take ownership over the roles so we worked on their dialogue to make sure that they were as comfortable and felt like they could, that they could perform those lines with as much honesty as we knew we needed uh, these characters to. And through conversations with the first time I, I spoke with Nat, he threw out this idea, he's like, I wonder if there's some magical realist element that we could bring into it. And that kind of sparked this idea. I went home and I worked on the script a week later had this version of two of them walking through each other's flashback. And that kind of came from, there's this line in in the movie where Lucy's character tells him, usually I feel so alone in my memories, but today it's felt like you were there with me. And so it was this idea, why don't we actually show that? Why don't we, why don't we show that? And so it brought this really interesting cinematic dimension to the story.
1: Yeah, wow. I would have thought that would have been the crux of the original script was that, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but that technique, because it, it's such a smart way of approaching the storytelling. Thank you. Yeah, no, that
2: like this whole story, what emerges through conversation and Keith had done such a brilliant job adapting Juliana and Steve's novel, which is a novel written in letters, and Julianne and Steve had done such a wonderful job and they're not so it's like the movie goes through these different phases of adaptation and interpretation it's An exciting
1: process to see from beginning to end what were some of the biggest challenges because you've talked about a lot of successes but what were, what were some of your challenges for this one oh yeah we had our challenges i like think any movie it is a miracle that any movie gets
2: made i truly believe it is such a challenge and What comes to mind on this one is we had, we were shooting, we had 22 days to shoot this movie, 38 locations. So we were constantly on the move, which was really like the complete opposite of the Hayden game. We shot the Hayden game during, in December 2020 at the height of COVID. And the reason why we were able to shoot the movie then was because it was like half a dozen main locations. We were two weeks at the office location. And on this movie, we were never on one lo- one location for more than a day, so everybody had to be light on their feet. It was a lot of prep that went into it. One of the unsung heroes on any movie is uh, the first AD, who I've worked with a couple times. Conrad is just great guy and really talented. And they have a lot of they wear a lot of hats, but one of the things that they do is they're the keeper of the schedule. And this movie needed to be scheduled within an inch of its life because. Not only were we had lots of locations, but we had a lot of things thrown in us. Unexpected storms that came up. You're constantly checking the weather and if it's Monday and weather coming on Thursday, you try and adapt. And we had a few times where it was like Wednesday and suddenly a storm crops up on Thursday and, or sometimes Wednesday morning and there's a storm that comes in that you're shooting by the water. And so yeah, we had a lot of stuff thrown at us, but be adapted that's the name of the game when you're making a film and try and keep smiling through it all can you tell me about your dp yeah so get a wonderful cinematographer Karina silva just immensely talented and there's a there's a really beautiful alchemy that happens between the work that the camera department does on their side and then also everything that you're seeing on screen the production design and the color palette that we work on developing for that, whether it's built sets or looking for locations that are going to work with this overall palette that we're working. And obviously a big part of production design is also the costume design. And so all of that you're seeing on screen mixed with the beautiful lighting that Karina and her team brought, it all comes together to to give this look. Everybody's communicating. We're all trying to be in sync and on the same page that we're all working toward
1: the same look and feel to tell the story. Do you try to work with the same crew pretty regularly? Love
2: working with people over again. Sure. One reason another, I, I believe most of most of the department heads, it was the first time I was working with them. This was the first time I worked with Karina and uh, yeah, we had such a great time together the movie was made with a lot of love and hopefully people feel that in in every frame. Have you had a chance to see it with an audience? I have. It was a really special experience because, you know, when you direct a movie, you can be, you know, so in the weeds and in the detail and then, you know, production is so exciting, but it's also really stressful and running around and time is money. And you have a hundred people asking you a thousand questions and, and then you get into the editing room, you and your editor, and you work on the score, which my composer is my, my brother my best friend, Spencer, who does the beautiful work on this. It's much, post-production is much slower, but you're also, it's very sculptural. So the movie kind of emerges bit by bit. So by the time I get to the end and I'm doing the final sound mix and color work, I've seen this movie a hundred times. And but then to get to see it with an audience. And see it, just the experience of being in a room with people or seeing it for the first time, it's like seeing it for the first time myself and then seeing, oh, this, this joke worked well. And this moment where we, were, I was hoping to create an emotional space to invite certain emotional experience from the audience that, that landed, that worked well. I, I felt it in the moment. It was a really, it was a really special experience for me.
1: Do you ever have the opportunity to, to test screen your films or is it comes out as it is um it's become harder and um, i was able to do that with the hating game i've
2: done that with in various ways with each of my films i know some directors don't like it i, I find it really helpful there's some things that can be really unhelpful about a test screening words people are like i hated this character and they hate the villain of the movie it's like sure so that's not helpful information but sometimes i think if you ask the right questions and and literally just being in the the most helpful thing is just being in the room with an audience because you literally see the movie in a, in a new way in a different light and and sometimes just be like it's not necessarily because they're not laughing or anything like that but suddenly i'm like this scene or the sequence is is dragging this is feeling long and I wasn't able to see that when it was just me watching it, but just the energy of the room. I'm feeling the so come out with fresh eyes and with it, new ideas. So what's next for the movie? So it's, it's coming out Friday, January 19th. It's going to be in, in theaters, exclusively in theaters initially. Though so I encourage people to, to go and check it out if they're in a place where we're showing and then after that, not too long, it'll be on VOD all the rental platforms apple and itunes voodoo amazon people can find it there they want to have little friends over or date night at home and how about you what's next for you so i'm working on a, a few different things right now obviously the strike backed everything up by six months so we're just picking up again and i've got a few things that i'm developing and i'm hoping that that one of them gets going to shoot
1: this year best of luck to you and congratulations on the new film it's fantastic thanks so much mike i really appreciate it